let's get let's pop get it popping. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the podcast that is excited to see that it's getting dark later and later. The earth yes. is healing. Um, yes, daylight savings I think is about forty or so days away. It's another episode of It's a Black and White Thing with A1 and A Ward. I am one half of the dynamic duo. I am A1. You can uh, check out every episode of It's a Black and White Thing by going to the podcast app of your choice, searching for It's a Black and White Thing or Brains and Bars, all one word. Um, You can also check us out on YouTube by searching Brains and Bars, all one word. Same for the social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I'm never calling it X. It is Twitter. Ever. At at Brains and Bars, um, whether it's the social media, whether it's the uh, YouTube podcast, podcast and YouTube, rate, review, subscribe, hit notification bells, share, share, share as much as possible. Same thing for the uh, podcast pages, share and subscribe. And as you can see, I got my guy with me, um, A Ward in the building. What's going on, man? Tomorrow is my favorite holiday of the year. What's that? Groundhog Day. Really? I, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like Groundhog Day was a thing when I was a kid. But like now when it like pops up, I'm like, what is that really like a thing? Um, I mean, I like it- still like see if it sees its shadow and they still do all that. Yeah. Yeah. It was a thing. It was a thing when when we were kids, because like for us, we still believe that the like in this the Easter bunny type thing, like, oh, if the groundhog sees its shadow, then, you know, it's going to be, you know, six more weeks of winter. And like we grew up and understand that that was just, you know, uh, propaganda from big meteorology. Right. Like that was just propaganda for them to try to trick us. So um, but now, like, I guess I kind of pay attention to it for the novelty of it. I don't really care. Yeah, but I, I, I try to pay attention. The, uh, I was setting up a work event on my calendar, and it was just like Groundhog's Day. I was like, "Wait, they actually like put this on like legit things, like, like to let us for what? For what? Golly, yeah, yeah, yeah." No, so no, I'm doing good, man. It's what it's, it, I got my car washed today. You know, it's been a long man. time since I had my car washed. Um, you know, it's in the mid fifties, low sixties. Like, if it could just stay like this until spring. I would love it. I man, I listen. I count down the days until my son, uh, to his birthday pops up because, like, if I get there, then I know that for the most part, all of the foolishness of winter is gone. Um, and I, you know, we're in a great place at that point. So I definitely feel you on that. Uh, this 50, 60 degree weather, like, I don't even barbecue, I don't grill, but it make me want to learn how to grill just so I can go man. outside. And enjoy it, like, and I, I don't put on, even like put on your thong sandals. <laughs> stand by the grill. <laughs> you know what? I am almost out of that comfortable Carlos era. I don't really rock the the thong sandals as much anymore. Really? If it get crazy hot, I will. But I'm pretty much I'm always in like some some shoes these days. You know, stepping okay, up my game a little bit. I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> as you can see from the title, man, we got a quick little show going for you tonight, man. Um. Talking Championship Sunday, reacting to what we saw this past weekend. And I want to say this before we get into all of that. I just want to say one thing to the fans on social media, to you, to not Detroit. I feel like Detroit fans have handled this pretty well. But mm-hmm. like to you, um, Buffalo Bills fans, to you, uh, Baltimore fans. Ravens fans, like Eagles fans, from like, like any whether you play the Chiefs or not, because this is not just the thing that centers around the Chiefs. This happens a lot. To you Niners fans, because some of y'all was complaining about, I've seen some of the complaining about Super Bowl, was it 53 when you played the Chiefs, 52, 53, whatever it was. Hey, yo, y'all got to stop crying. Y'all got to stop the crying on social media, man. Y'all, listen, your team lost and you looking like bigger losers than the people you root for. You out here mm-hmm. blaming the referees, you blaming conspiracies, you blaming Taylor Swift, you blaming any everybody except your team who let you down. Cut it out. Cut it Cut out. It out. Like, like, dog, like I'm at the place now where I'm ready to start just blocking. First, I'm going to call you stupid, mm-hmm. stupid. I'm going to call you stupid. Then I'm going to block you because I'm sick of your incessant whining. Grow up. Grow up. Take your loss like a man or a woman and move on. It's over. They don't pay you. You're not getting paid for this. 
You're not getting any bread off of this. Your squad, well, maybe if you put you put some money on the bet, that's your that's your own issue to deal with. Right. One eight hundred bets off. All right. Tighten up. I'm sick of y'all, man. Y'all getting on my nerves. All this crying all the time. And look, if my team lose on Sunday in a couple of weeks, you you're not gonna see me on here talking about what ref did what. Now, let me say this. I am. I have said that there is a referee problem in the NFL, and to be fair, there is. However, a referee is not determining whether you win or lose a game. The players do. All right. I just heard. Um, I watched North Carolina. I'm a North Carolina fan. They lost a game on a questionable call at the I end. I was getting ready to play the audio of you, of you, of you. You know, you know, complaining about that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. You can see what I said on social media. I said, look, good win for Georgia Tech. Carolina played careless basketball in the first half. They yeah. shot like below 50% or right around 50% from the free throw line. That's why they lost the game. Yeah. Not because they didn't call the foul. Yes, it was a foul. But yeah. I think um, one of the players in the post who former players for Roy Williams said, look, you guys got to play well enough so that the referees don't matter. Right. Like he said, he would say that the last thing he would say to us before we get off the bus, play well enough so that the refs don't matter. Because very rarely do games end like that Lions-Cowboys game where maybe you might be able to be like, you know, Here's an actual play with like hardly no time on the clock, you know, like that that is a, a, a deliberate, you know what I mean? Very rarely do games end like that. You know, we're not doing this whole, well, did you see the hold on this? Well, did you see the leg whip on that? Well, did you see the no call here? Can you, you know, like, like, come on. We're not doing it. Yeah, man. We're like, not I'm not trying to I'm trying to relitigate these these one or two plays because you mad your squad loss, man. Right. Your people gotta be better. That your, your because, team lost the game. The refs didn't take 12 hours team. before that. All you was doing was talking about Lamar Jackson is the MVP. He's the GOAT. He's the this, that, the third. So you mean to tell me somebody so good at football can lose a game based off one call like that? That he ain't that good at football. And and vice versa, if it was the same way for Patrick Mahomes. For sure, for sure. And look, I've already seen Niner fans complaining about Eric Fisher held Bosa on the on the big play to Tyree Kill. Man, look, bro. The Niners were up 20 to 10 with like 10 minutes left in that game. If Jimmy Garoppolo hits Emmanuel Sanders on a deep pass, we're having a different conversation. That play doesn't matter. If Chris Jones doesn't knock down two passes to a wide open George Kittle, we're not talking about that call. That call is irrelevant in the grand scheme of things. Tighten up, bro. Players make plays. Players make throws. Josh Allen has a wide open guy in the end zone, but Chris Jones pushes his man into Josh Allen. That's That's why that didn't score. You know what I mean? Dog. Dog. Same thing goes for you know for for Lamar Jackson and, and you know him a lot of a lot of those missed throws a lot of good defensive back coverage you know a, just a lot of I mean don't talk to me about the triple coverage the Isaiah likely no it's just a, it's a bad throw it's a bad throw bro it was underthrown he was not going to be able to work his way back towards the football let's get into the game and I I just want to get that out the way because I it, it it seriously it annoys me to no end to see fans trying to relitigate like like as if roger goodell and the nfl officiating office are gonna go you know what raven 2297 stupid has a point we Uh need to go and we need to get go call the teams bring them back to baltimore we're going to start the game from the fort no they're not doing that bro you lost it's over move on but let's 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 dwell on this loss for the ravens and talk about this game real quick so kansas city versus Baltimore you had Kansas City I thought the Ravens would win the game because I thought their defense was going to be too much for for Mahomes and and the Chiefs and um I was wrong I, I bet I bet against the Chiefs back-to-back times probably the one of the only times in in the in the history of this show where I have bet against them three times the Niners in the the first matchup in the Super Bowl these last two weeks and each time Mahomes was like oh, okay I see you I see mm-hmm. you yeah, I got some for you. And um, and look, I'll give credit to the Ravens' defense in the second half. They they played exceptionally well. Mm-hmm. They shut them out in the second half. I think maybe one or two first downs the entire second half. They did what they had to do. But the but listen, we talked about statues last week and who deserves a statue outside Arrowhead. Spags, if they end up winning a Super Bowl, Steve Spagnolo might deserve a statue outside of arrowhead just for the work he's done in this year because the defense has been the one leading the way for this team the entire season the game plan was amazing um shutting down that offense one of the highest scoring offenses in the league you're talking about the presumptive two-time mvp and the defense did that thing man what'd you think about that game 
Yeah, I thought, you know, it's funny, it's funny after the first three drives, you know, it's like this is a classic, classic playoff game waiting to happen. And then after the first three drives, I think there's like one touchdown and two field goals the rest of the entire game. You know, and it's just like, it's like, you know, you love to see guys march down the field like that, touchdown, okay, tied it up, touchdown, okay, 14-7. Like, that's fun football. But there's also some fun football in watching guys like, uh, you know, chase Lamar Jackson around in the runs that are normally 22 to 27 yards end up being four to six yards or guys making great angles on Gus Edwards, you know, in, in the flat, you know, like there's, there's fun in, in seeing that, you know, as well. And like you said, I think what it was is I think people knew that the Ravens defense was number one, but I think people still questioned if the chiefs defense was the second best defense in the NFL. I think people, you know, they've flown under the radar kind of, even though statistically they've been up there. And I think that that defense, we've talked about it all year. I mean, every week when we're like, are the Chiefs in trouble? Are the Chiefs, you know, as good as last year? Do they have the weapons? We've always said, listen, this offense is not what it was last year. But this defense is much better than it was last year. And we talked about that. And it's like, man, when they say defense wins championships and different things like that, it's those types of games, man. We didn't never play games before where somebody else could get you that win and it wasn't Patty Mahomes, you know? That's what you saw. You saw Patrick Mahomes not have to be Superman. Although the first two drives, <laughs> the first two drives, I mean, the, was, the yeah, boy the took the on. yeah, the cape was on. He was he was off, suited and suited, Kelsey, suited and booted. Kelsey had a cape on too because that man, he, that man had hands for days. Listen, man. So you know, shout out to Kyle Hamilton. Um, but let me before I get there, before I get there, shout out oh. to eighty three. Shout out to Country Boy from Kingdom Cash. Um, they were when everything. Shout out to, to, the, to the homie Reese Nichols too. Those three people when when it seemed like everything was falling down, the sky was falling apart. Those three were people on my timeline, consistently saying, "We're gonna be all right. We're mm-hmm. gonna be all right. We got a top five defense. The offense is gonna figure it out, and we're we're going to be a threat." We're going to be a threat this entire season. And when I wasn't believing, shout out to the homie Dre, shout out to, to Mama Ward in the building. Like when I was not a believer, those guys believed. And the defense, like this is, I'm pretty sure somewhere Marty Schottenheimer is looking down and smiling because this is the offense that never was there to supplement the defense, to get, to do just enough so that the defense could, could say, hey, y'all, y'all did y'all work. We got y'all. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, so yeah, like that, that was incredible work, man. Jordan, I'm a Jordan Reed, Justin Reed coming up and like you said, sticking Gus Edwards, yeah. getting him from a loss, getting a sack. Yep. Um trying to Drew think Tranquil, even Tranquil played great, man. He I mean, he was all over the place. Um, you know, shout out to the the, the kid, I can't pronounce his last name, they got the strip sack. We didn't end up scoring off of it. Oh, a mini Charles Aminihu. But we didn't end up scoring off of it. But man, just just that, like you said. I think I, I watched it. Who was I watching? It might have been Speak or something like that. It might have been another. It might have been Nick Wright. And it's like they're so used to bullying people all year. Like the Chiefs, like like hit them in the mouth and was like, "Yo, you can't bully us." Like you, you know what I mean? Like yeah, and it yeah. to the point to where the Ravens started playing carelessly with lack of discipline, and you know, like you could see that they were shook. Like they were they were shook, and it was like at home. And it's like, yo, like you can't treat us like you treat everybody else. And that's and I think that's a lot of that. People don't talk about that culture of winning, that experience. And every, every year we go into this, you know what I mean? And it's like, bro, there's a reason why if Tom Izzo gets to March Madness, I will I will never bet against that Michigan State team. You know what I mean? There's just a there's a something about it when you've been there before, you know? And now the Chiefs are that team. They're the team. Hey, we've been here before. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, sometimes I do think that championship DNA can, you can buy into that notion a little too much at times, yeah. but with this particular team, because you have so many of, of your core players who are still either at their peak or coming into their peak. Right. And when you think of like Mahomes, right. He's still, he's still in his peak. Kelsey's at the top of that. Maybe he's starting to start to dip a little bit. Chris Jones at the top of his peak, your best players. Right. And then you have the younger guys like Bolton, Sneed, McDuffie, Rasheed Rice, right? Pacheco. When you have that championship DNA, I do think Baltimore came in and thought this was a coordination. Right. They had spent, I think they broke a record for in terms of 
amount of time spent in the lead this entire season. They had dominated the best teams in the league. They had beaten the Niners. Um, they had dominated uh, the Dolphins, right? Um, they had beaten – if you were a top team and you played the Ravens, you lost. By like yeah, 10, so, 10, 10 or plus, I think. Yeah, yeah. And so I think they thought they were going to come in, like you said, bully them, punch them in the mouth, and they were, they were going to punch their ticket to the Super Bowl. And I think they thought it would be fairly easy. I mean, even some of the comments of – I think it was Roquan Smith that was like, well, Mahomes put his pants on the same way we do. Yeah, that might be true, but when yeah. he suit up, he not he not just like anybody else that you. Yeah, I'm gonna say this much: when he put his collar shirt on, he got to take them rings off so that he can get the sleeve, <laughs> so he can put the cufflink on. You know what I mean? So he for don't sure. put the shirt on the same way as you because he got to take the rings off. Okay, so so for know your sure. role, Jabroni. <laughs> <laughs> and I do think, like you said, as I think right before the drive where Lamar throws the pick in the end zone, I said in one of the group chats, I mean, I'm like, yo. Like, Lamar is pressing. Like, he's not taking what's there. He's trying to make a big play happen. He's trying to hit a chunk play. And maybe it comes back to bite him, but he's got to settle down. And then, like you said, triple coverage to Isaiah Likely, who – I mean, I get it. Isaiah didn't see the, the the safety coming from over top, right? He just saw he had leverage. I'm open, and he throws the yeah. hand up. But, but yeah, like, I think they were a little bit too overconfident. He threw the hand and also, up, I said – I said – Man, A1 wishes he had these other guys around. That one time where he played defensive back, <laughs> and that guy threw the hand up on him. He A1 threw the hand up. <laughs> and what, I ain't had no over-the-top safety help. Nothing. Let Nothing. me ask you this. Let me ask you this, because I think that there might be a psychological or a, um, I don't know, um, an advantage, right? I, I imagine if I'm a young guy that's playing with Patrick Mahomes, Kelsey, Andy Reid, right? I'm playing – like I'm playing like I can't let these guys down, right? Like I can't these guys like I don't want to be the team that lets Pat down, that lets Andy down, that let you know what I mean, this is what they're used to. So I'm playing almost out of desperation and a little bit more togetherness to say like we're not going home without leaving down on the field because I don't want to be the guy that's like, yo, that was the end of their run or their dynasty. You know what I mean? And then you got yeah. on the other side of the ball, you're like these guys that are hype, like we want to get, we want to get Lamar what he deserves, a Super Bowl or whatever. But I think it's a little more loose, and I don't think it's as a, as a, as, a, as like a, a intentional, you know what I mean? And I might just be a psychological thing, but I can just imagine like some of the young guys that weren't on the, you know, even the rookies that weren't playing for the Super Bowl last year, or some of the guys that didn't play. And it's just like, yo, no, like I'm looking in the face of guys like Mahomes, Reed, and Travis Kelsey. They're like, we got this. Don't worry about it. You know, we're gonna win. You know that, and I'm feeding off of that energy. Whereas you're looking at Lamar, you're like, yo, he's pressing, he's pressing. Coach is like, well, we got to call, well, we got to call. You're looking around and it's a little bit more frantic, you know? Yeah, I mean, like you said, and I think they highlighted that during – well, no, actually that was the other game, but they highlighted the disparity in um, kind of like ex playoff experience, championship game experience between the Lions and the Niners. But, yeah, I think that does matter because you – the Chiefs have been in enough situations throughout this run where they know if they get down, the game's not over. Like it's – they're always in every game in part because they have that quarterback, right? And they also mm -hmm. have those players on defense who've been in these situations enough. When you are a team like the Ravens, again, when you spent – so I'll say this as a quick aside. I always thought that the – well, Brock Purdy's never been in this situation before where he's down and he has to come back. I, I always felt that that was a little overrated. And I still to a degree believe to, that it still is, right? Because – if you are able to simply dominate your team in quarters one through three, where the fourth is just easy for you, I'd rather take that versus you're down 17 or you're down 10. And now you got to make this frantic comeback to save your season and win a game. But I do think there is something to the idea of, hey, we have been like I said, we've been dominating teams all year. We've beaten all the best teams all year. Oh, no. Now we're down. The offense isn't getting anything. The the you're. They're getting, you know, the Chiefs are able to get eight, nine yards, one first down, bleed a little bit more clock, then punt the ball away. Now they're backing you up at the one yard line. Now you got to drive like that stuff plays with your mental. And I think, the, yes. I mean, granted, Harbaugh has been there before, but I don't think the Todd Munkin has college experience on big stages being at Georgia. Yeah. Um, but like the only other person I can think on that Raven sideline as a player is Odell and Odell is a by all from all accounts Odell is a great leader everything I've heard uh player former teammates say he's a great leader I thought um, you moved out of that area 
I hear them sirens. <laughs> no, I moved into. Oh, the, you moved listen. into the area. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, listen, no, well, listen. I'm, I'm edge of the city. I'm, I'm oh, like, okay. I'm like, like, like they say I'm in the in the suburbs, but the hood is literally like I can stand from my porch and see the hood, okay. quote unquote. So nah, nah, nah. I'm sorry, still, I'm sorry, still running. And it's Kansas. You nah, nah, nah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> But no, nah, like I think there's something to that experience. So, to yeah, that, to I, that. Um, I agree. So when you say it's a little bit overrated, when you're like they've never been in this position before, I do agree that's a little bit overrated. What I will say though is if you have been in that position before and you failed, and you're in it again, it's not overrated because man, that's in the back of your head. You know what I mean? Like they're like you know. And so I've been I've been up at plate, you know, with with, with the bottom of the ninth inning and struck out, and then another game came up there bottom of the ninth inning, thinking the whole time, don't do this again. Don't you know what I mean? Like. And so that's why I like yeah. when I tweeted, you know, Emmanuel Acho has said, he's like, analytics don't measure this. Boom, 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 boom. You know what I mean? Analytic, the pressure, you know what I mean? Of, all right, we're down three scores now. All right, we're down, you know what I mean? It don't, it can't measure that. You know what I mean? And you're sure. pressing, like you say, Lamar Jackson, a hit of this, or, oh, my tackles are getting beat. Boom, boom. Analytics can't measure that stuff. That, you know? <laughs> so, sure. so that's whenever I'm like, yeah, but you know, if you haven't ever been in the situation before, yeah, I mean, I, I think you're not like, ah, he's, he's, he has no experience here. We, we, we don't think he's going to be able to do it. I mean, he has no experience to being bad at it yet either. Listen, man, like, like salute to the Ravens. This is a great season, but I want to say this so we jump into this NFC game. I still feel like we're not giving enough credit to Kansas City. Maybe it's because I live here, right? Maybe it's because I live in the city. But I said it last week that this is a dynasty. Regardless of whether they win this game or not, this is a dynasty. They are one bad offensive half away from five straight Super Bowl games, five straight Super Bowl appearances. They, they're to this point, they're two and one. Their season still to this point has not ended unless it was either a championship game or the title game. Patrick Mahomes, if he hung it up after this game, is a first ballot, no-brainer, unanimous Hall of Famer. And yet I still don't feel like – I feel like in the past couple of days or as we went throughout this week that we spent more time – that these big talk shows have spent more time talking about Lamar Jackson or Dan Campbell than talking about the Kansas City Chiefs and what they have accomplished. I tweeted this at the conclusion of the game. We thought we would never see another dynasty like the Patriots. Now, granted, this is early, right? So they, the, the Chiefs have to sustain it. But we yeah. never thought we would ever see anything like what happened in New England ever again. And we are in a place where Bill Belichick and Tom Brady got up off the throne, took their scepters, went to Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and said, the throne is now yours. Mm -hmm. And they sit on the throne for the foreseeable future like they are inevitable right now and i just i don't know what if you're the ravens you have to be sick because if you don't get them if you couldn't beat them this year when are you going to beat them you know so like i said man i hope that if the chiefs win which i hope they don't if they win though I really hope that a lot of time is spent not talking about Kyle Shanahan or Brock Purdy or the Niners and what they did not do. But I hope that the majority of the time is spoken, is used to speak about this new dynasty that we have in the NFL. Yeah. I think two of the most important things, I mean, not playoff game, but just period, is one, those first 20 scripted plays, coming out and punching a team in the mouth and being like, yo, this is going to be a game. You know, that's always huge. You know, you come out, you go three and out, you're on the road. You know what I mean? Any kind of stuff like that, it's just, it can be, you know, those, the Chiefs ran those first, whatever, 20 plays perfectly, you know, perfectly. And then the other two is defense making plays and getting turnovers. You know what I mean? And that's, that's what the Chiefs did. Sure, they, sure they scored 17 points. They came out, punched them in the mouth, set the tone, was like, we here to score, we here to play, let's go. And then the defense was like, oh, by the way, we're going to take a couple of these possessions from you as well. You know, man, and that's why you have to credit, you know, Spags. You have to credit Andy. You have to credit that offense for that first half, that defense for the really the whole game. You know, outside of you know, uh, I mean, if you sack Lamar Jackson, he's his escapability is is just I don't know, I don't know. You know, he hits Zay Flowers on that. You know that that, but that that's a sack. We don't even know if the, if the Ravens score a touchdown all game. Facts, facts. Shout out to this home this comment from the homie Dre. They are one bad half and a D four helmet. 
from six straight Super Bowl appearances. Like, the, like, not eating. Listen, for all that Tom Brady and the Patriots did, they never did this. They went to they went to three. I went. They went to three and four, and then there's like a ten year stretch where there's nothing. Right. So I mean, man, like this this run is is unprecedented, man. And I, like I said, I really hope that next week when we get into Super Bowl week that uh, that people really give Andy Reid. I listen, shot Brett Veach. I was critical of you all year. The the offense now the offense still isn't perfect by any stretch, yeah. but you put together a team that was good enough to make it to this point, right? You use the Tyreek Hill team to trade to build the defense up. And you have players, McDuffie, all pro. I don't think Snead was an all pro. Probably should have been, been an all pro. Probably the penalty is probably what got him. Um, yeah, but I mean, obviously, you got Chris Jones. Listen, Greek JJ Watt, man, George Karloftis, he is is maturing and getting better, mm-hmm. right? Um, you talk about Shamari Nick Connor, Bolton, Nick Bolton, Snead, Gate, Drew Tranquil. I mean, man, like, like. This is a masterful job from top to bottom for the organization. And I tip my cap to you guys for the work that you've done, man. Definitely. Definitely. Right. definitely. Anything else you want to say about this game before we jump into this uh, NFC? Uh, no, no, no. Let's game. go. All right, let's get into it. So NFC championship game, Lions versus Niners. Um, listen, man, like that, that game took a lot out of me as a fan. Like I really, you know, listen, I either um, – I think DNA should say this on pay-per-views. The streets need a body. Like on Super Bowl Sunday, mm-hmm. I need a body. Like I need a blowout so I can either just be like, man, look, good season just wasn't good enough where I can start celebrating because I can't keep doing this with y'all. Like y'all done gave me heart attacks two straight weeks in a row, down 20, 20 what, 4-7 at the half. They run off, 20, the Niners run off 27 consecutive points before finally at the end the Lions respond. Look too little, too late. And the Niners move on to the uh, the NF to the Super Bowl. Um, let me ask you this: If you were a Detroit fan, I almost wish I could send this link to Jesse and have him pull up just to give his perspective on this. But if you were a Detroit fan, would you feel like, given how the season ended, would you say that this was a, a successful season for the Detroit Lions? Oh yeah, most definitely. Yeah, this is a successful, a successful season. Am I happy with how it ended? No, but just because I'm not happy doesn't mean it wasn't successful. You know, they came on strong at the end of last year. I think they won like six. I don't know. They, man, last season. They, they six or seven. Six or seven in a row. And you just knew. You're like, yo, I think the Lions are going to make that leap. Well, guess what? The Lions made that leap. Whether the how they lost, they made that leap. They made the leap that says next year, you know, hey, there's probably going to be, you know, the division. They're probably going to be the favorite to win the division. They're probably going to be, you know what I mean? Like, this is a good mm-hmm. team with, with a good coach. But, no, I mean, it just sucks because of how they lost, you know. Um, <laughs> it's just like, you know, that's that's the toughest part about it. You, in your mind, you're like, if I lose, man, I want to go down swinging. And they, sw- they, they swung. Um, they just swung early, often, and not, you know what I mean? I don't know. <laughs> then they just, I don't know. And so that's what's really, really tough about it. Just with, um, you know, anytime you lose and it was right there, you know what I mean? That's just, it's, 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 it's really, really tough. But he has a completely successful season for Detroit. Yes, most definitely. All right. So I know, like, you think that I am king over reactor. Um, at halftime of that game, I congratulated our homie Jesse and said, look, congrats, man. Y'all going to the Super Bowl um it's been a good run for my squad you're like classic a1 overreaction i'm like bro it's not an overreaction and i i would like to take this time to prove my point that it was not an overreaction (laughs) the lion the niners never truly stopped the lions right the lions didn't execute right they had there are two drives where they truly stopped them that's the second time they went forward on fourth down and the fumble that put them set them up in the red zone basically for the for the the touchdown um let me let me ask you this let's let's get into this fourth down discussion what if you were in dan campbell's shoes what do you do up 24 to 10 and then when you're down 27 24 do you go for it both times absolutely not i kick it both times i kick it both times and the reason i brought up that topic about analytics and you can't measure the heart and all that stuff is because we're talking about a possession here 
You know what I mean? We're talking about a possession. Like, bro, we're talking about three possessions instead of two possessions. I'm not talking about making it 16, where, okay, two touchdowns and two two-point conversions. I'm not talking about making it 13 over 10, you know. I'm talking about a whole possession. I'm talking about two minutes of the clock, three minutes of the clock, you know what I mean? And so it's like, in that in that point in time, it's like, I know you're feeling yourself because you're up, <clears throat> you know, uh, what was it, 24-10? 24-10, and then the second time it was 27, they were down three. Right. The so I know you're feeling yourself, and you're like, hey, let's put them away early. But let's if we keep it at a buck, there's no such thing as putting away a, a San Francisco 49ers team with that many great players and a team that has been to the Super Bowl before with that coach. There's no like real putting them away early. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if there's a whole half to play, like we're not talking about some scrubs. We're not talking about, you know, hey, the Steelers who snuck into the playoffs and Mason Rudolph. Well, you know, we just want to, you know, kick them in the teeth and be like, hey, cruise from here. So it's like, yo, you go up three possessions, then 27-24. You, you kicked the daggum field goal, my guy. I was just telling you when it's tied now and it's back to tied instead of down by three and your team is a little like, okay, cool. Now all we got to do is, is win the last eight minutes of this game. You know what I mean? Now we're not chasing it. Now that boom, boom, now that pressure and everything is, is not there anymore because we tied. It's 0-0 zero, zero for eight minutes. You know what I mean? Facts. Now, here's my only thing. I wasn't <clears throat> as familiar with the woes of the kicker. I guess he's not the greatest kicker. From I, th- I guess from like 40 and out, he's like, it's a coin flip. Basically 50-50. Okay. So that the whole time I'm thinking, like, why are they not kicking these field goals? Now, when somebody brings up like this guy, is it Bagley or but I don't I don't know. Badgley, Michael Badgley. You know, he's not the greatest kicker. I'm like, okay, I gotta factor that in a little bit. You know what I mean? Like on on, you know, if, if it's a coin flip and I got, you know. But for, for that first quarter, bro, the first one, no matter what, that first one, 24-10, I'm kicking that field goal every freaking time. Three possessions over two possessions every time. That 27-24, I might have a little bit better look at that one if it's if it's a long field goal or whatever and we moving the ball and we like, we ain't got a lot of time left. You know what I mean? Might, but man, I can't believe that first one. That first one drive me nuts. Listen. Drove me nuts when the Chiefs didn't kick the field goal. I didn't mind that. I didn't mind that decision because you were trying at that point, you were trying to, I don't want to say put the game out of reach, but you talk about that pressure and that and that heart. I think they were really trying to put the fear of God in them. Because if they would have went up at that point, what it went 21-7, if they would have been able to get that that touchdown, yeah. like you would have put the fear of God in them for real. And they really would have started pressing at that point because that would have been their biggest deficit of the season. I don't think they had ever been down that big in a game. And you're at home. Now the crowd, the other part of this, right, is you feel that nervous energy from the crowd now because now they're panicking. And yeah. so that is messing with everybody on that on that field. My thing is so, this. If it's yeah. not a yard and it's not the Eagles, you know what I mean? Like, that's just, that's just how it is with me. Bro, two yards, three yards, that stuff is not easy. That is, it's not an easy run. You know what I mean? And and have, you don't want to pass it because so much can go wrong. Tip ball, stumble out the snap, you know, drop pass or whatever. So everybody's there for the run. Yeah. Well, and I guess that's the thing. I don't understand why they didn't run it, why they threw it both times. Because, yeah. like, the Niners were getting destroyed on the ground. Yeah. I mean, getting 10 and 15 yards each time. So I don't get why they just didn't run the football. Yeah. Like, you got Jameer Gibbs, you got David Montgomery, you got two capable backs, you have a really good offensive line, and you have a defensive line that is struggling to stop anything. Um, so that was my two thing. of the questionable Dan Campbell decisions because the timeout and the running the ball was the other one, right? Right, running the ball. Well, some people look at the decision to not go for it before half and kick the field goal. He was at the four-yard line. Oh, it was yeah. like four seconds left. I didn't again. I thought that was a. To, I agree with you, right? To me, the right decision is even if Badgley's a coin flip, the analytics were saying that basically it was a coin flip between the two. It wasn't like it was heavily skewed either way. So everything was a coin flip, mm-hmm. right? Twenty four ten. Okay, go for it. You don't get it. Twenty seven twenty four. You better kick it. You better kick it now because it's it's like basketball. Shout to Susar. Free free to okay. Um. It's like basketball. Sometimes when a team or your best player is struggling, 
sometimes you call a timeout and you run your go-to play to be able to get an easy bucket or to get your best player to the free throw line just so they can see something positive happen just so they can see uh just so they can see that the ball go through the net and try to build up some confidence at that point of the game the stadium's going crazy they've come all the way back you need to get a tie game just so your team can see some points get on that board yeah 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 um so shout out to Dorsey. I'm not gonna read that comment. I will show it on the screen though, because I'm a nice guy. Uh <laughs> but anyway, um, but yeah, like I to me, you take the points because if you make that second field goal, now you get the ball back with a chance to tie it. Now, if you know, well, we can't even say with a chance to tie it because if they score that touchdown, Dan Campbell's going for two. It's just <laughs> it is <laughs> like like listen. Listen, I was really proud of myself and really kind of mad that I didn't make the Dan Campbell doubling down on 17 joke uh, like a month ago when I made the same joke on the show. I saw it blow up several times on social media. But like he, that that's just I understand that's who you are, but I think you can't treat this game as if it's just another game because it's not. He acknowledges this in the post game when he says, "I say to, I said to my team, I don't know if we'll ever get back to this point again." If you don't know if you'll ever get back to that point again, then you can't just have the same. Well, every you know, all my problems look like uh, what is that? If the only if the only hammer toolbox is your, is a hammer, then all your problems look like nails. Like no, you got to go get in that toolbox and yeah. find a Phillips screwdriver. Go get an Allen wrench when it requires that type of thing, right? It's like a, like Shady McCoy, Shady McCoy was like, you know, he's like, look, I get it. Like we we all we all this is what we did to get rich. You know what I mean? This is what we is. I stuck to the ground. I got in the room and. I'm rich now. I'm here. I'm where I've had. I don't have to gamble and be and do the things anymore that, that I did to get here. You know what I mean? If they're yeah. gonna cause me the possibility of losing when I got to where I wanted to be, you know what I mean? It's like you don't have that's to. You don't have to be that that that. You know? And you have to be that. Like right. you said, like that's just. At what point is it just so self centered and egotistical or whatever or whatever pride? I don't know what you call it. You know, this is how we play. This is what we do. And it's like, bro, the, some of the smartest things you can do is allow your opponent to make a mistake. You know what I mean? Put the ball back in their hand. Who knows? You get a fumbled snap. You get a, you know, you, you come on. Like, so many factors. If and you want to just take everything in your hands because you think you always got the right call. No, bro, take that month overtime. And listen, listen. Jake Moody, the kicker for the Niners has missed an either an extra point or a field goal kick in, I believe, three straight games. So the Rams game, the regular season finale, he missed a field goal and an extra point. The divisional round, he yeah. missed a field goal. And in the championship round, he missed the field goal. And when Moody came out, when they drove that first uh, drive of the half, and it's 24-7, and they – send Moody out there again. And somebody on Twitter goes, put up a poll that says, do you think Moody's going to make this kick? Are you confident he's going to make that kick? And I went, nope. nope, nope. Yeah. And so I have to, I wanted them to go for it in that moment. Because again, as a Niner fan, I'm like, bro, I have no confidence in this guy, but I have to give credit to Kyle Shanahan. He showed, he maintained confidence in his kicker to say, Hey, you missed the first one. I'm sending you right back out there. I could go for it. And that could ruin your confidence for later down the line yeah and a rookie kicker at that that they drafted in the third round for some reason that's another story for another day um but he made the kick and then he made every extra point and every field goal subsequent after after that mm -hmm. and so sometimes again just showing that faith in your player is enough to give them the confidence to come through and and get get the points and get the make the kick that you needed so yeah. to me he should have showed uh confidence so let's let's talk to brock talk about brock purdy right quick so you know, ever since Cam Newton's game changer, game manager comments, um, there's been a lot of discussion to talk about Brock Purdy and whether he is but should belong in the same conversation with Mahomes and Allen and Lamar and the greats in the of the game today or whatever. Um, what was your assessment of his performance overall, not just second half, but overall in the NFC title game? Uh, I thought he was poised. You know what I mean? I thought he stayed poised. Um I thought that uh, I thought that he played well. Um, I don't think that he, you know, I don't think he played exceptional. Uh, I, I wouldn't think that he, that he played exceptional, but I thought he he stayed poised. 
He played well. Um, and he he like what you said, like he like Kyle Shanahan, he stayed poised. He threw his ticker out there. He's like, like he 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 took upon the traits of his of his coach and he says, Look, I got the guys out here that's gonna make these plays. You know what I mean? And I'm gonna go out here, we're gonna be efficient, we're gonna be effective, and we're gonna go move the ball down the, and we're gonna score, you know. And when somebody's doing that, bro, when somebody's just so consistent, it just drives the other team crazy. And that's one of the reasons why Detroit self-implodes. Because it's like, yo, this guy's not bothered by us. He's just going to go down here and score. Like, we have to. We're up. We're winning. Why are we the frantic ones? You know what I mean? And cool yeah. Brock Party just moving the ball. Man. Um. So his second half was phenomenal, right? First yes. half was uneven, but the entire offense was uneven. It because wasn't of the just scrambling, the, the scrambling and just, just the making football plays. I mean, the 50 Dog. yards rushing, the, you know, like, it, I will say that the second half, you know, it, 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 I won't say it's night and day because I don't think it was terrible in the first half. The oh, no. Half, I mean, it was it was kind of night and day. It was kind of night and day. Really? <laughs> it was kind of night and day. Yeah. I mean, just, just call a spade a spade. Call a spade a spade. Nah, but I think, I mean, the play, like you talk about, the play where he's dead to rights in the in the in the pocket, he eludes the rush, he eludes more rushers, and then he finds Juice on the sideline who tight ropes it and makes an incredible catch, right? Mm-hmm. To keep the drive using his legs. I mean, look, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. The play to Ayuk, I mean, you know, light, you know, lightning in a bottle. But yeah, because that's not a great, it wasn't a great pass. It wasn't. He overshot it. He overshot yeah. it. Um and I give credit to the to the uh, to Vildor though because he cut off Brandon Ayuk because Ayuk was going by him, he just cut off his path, um, and he was the one he was in a better position to make the play. But the ability, I I find it ironic when I think about what Ryan Clark said about Purdy the week prior, where he said, "Well, the hardest thing I had to do all year was pretend that he belonged in the conversation with the Mahomeses and with the Allens and with the the Jacksons." But then when you look at Brock in consecutive weeks, he did the thing that you claim that those guys who are in that top tier elite conversation could not do. Right. He led his team down and got them the winning touchdown, something Josh Allen didn't do. He stayed poised, even though the chips were down and things were going against him, something that Lamar Jackson didn't do. And he and it, I feel like it was a really telling moment in the locker room after the game where um Nick Bosa is talking to Brock and he goes bro how do you do this right because even his teammates are like how are you able to keep it together when it seems like everything around you is going bad right and he's not he's not talented he's not going to ever he's not going to be as talented as those top tier guys however if you can make plays when the team is ca- when when the team calls upon you and more than just a game manager of just well just take care of the ball but yeah. no, when you can make the throws into the tight windows, when you can get the yardage on the ground, when you can keep plays alive and find your find your guys on a scramble drill, you don't have to have the athleticism of a Josh Allen or Lamar well, or, look at Brady. or I mean Brady was the I mean he was never the most athletic or the most you know he had it here he had it here he had you know what I mean. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And I mean, again, I saw a quote from Jet York, the owner, where last preseason, Kyle Shanahan goes to him and says, um, I think our third string quarterback might be our best, best player, the best one on the team. Now, he and Jet York goes, he goes, well, I don't love hearing that. Right. right. <laughs> Given what we gave up <laughs> to go get uh, Trey Lance. But, you know, he trusted Kyle because I ain't gonna tell, I ain't gonna hold you like internally. I'd be like, yo, you might. The way this season goes, you it might be your last, buddy, when you're coming in and telling me that. Yeah. But again, like Brock Purdy, I, I put up here a little bit of a, of a clickbait title. He's elite question mark. He's not elite. I don't think he's a franchise player yet because that's something you have to prove over multiple seasons to me for me to say you're a franchise guy. But at least for the Niners and this current iteration of the Niners, he's the guy they need to lead their team. Would I take other players over him? He can. He win could. He could win you a Super Bowl, which mm-hmm. is, which is, again, this all comes down to the fact that he was drafted. He's the last pick of the draft. If he was drafted where Dak Prescott is, this we're having a completely different conversation. Yeah. And we cannot quantify in our minds how a guy drafted at the end of the freaking draft is good enough, regardless of what's around him, 
mm-hmm. to be able to play well enough to get a team that far. And it's just astounding. Even though, Brady, <laughs> even though, you know what I mean? It's just like, yo, we've seen it happen before. We see it happen a lot. But again, even that comes down to Bill Belichick is a genius too. Because mm-hmm. Brady, Brady didn't play like this at the start, right? Like he he made plays when you needed him to, but he was, forgive me, forgive this analogy, he was closer to Tim Tebow than he was Brock Purdy at the beginning of his career. He was just he was truly a game manager. Hey, don't screw it up. Get us into good situations. Get us about 17 to 20 points and we'll let the defense handle the rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like, I, I again, salute to that young man. What's up? What's up, Pops? Like, salute to that young man. Like, he played, like I said, second half, 13 to 16, 174 yards, a touchdown, 49 yards rushing. It's it's incredible football. And I hope whether win or lose, the discourse around him is not going to change. But if win or lose, I hope that people start to just say, look, he's a fringe top 10 quarterback right now in terms of his play. Maybe if, not talent. If they lose, like he's not Garoppolo, y'all. He's not the Garoppolo that lost the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? He's not. Listen, only in I think he's made 19 starts. And I said this, uh, I think on the last Tuesday show. The first time I ever felt like he played like Jimmy was the game against uh, the Packers, where I was afraid where every time he went back and cocked his arm back to throw a pass, I didn't know where it was going. Yeah, I had no I I was super concerned every time he threw a pass. Um, I'll say this. The defense is still concerning to me. This is two weeks in a row. You probably no, not probably. You should have went home. You should have lost both both of those games on the defense. They. Got again, it's better sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. But they made the plays when they had to, got a little bit lucky, and they were able to come back and win the game. Listen, don't go into the Super Bowl and give up 21 in the first half to the Chiefs because I don't yeah, know. Not we're not the ones to come back on. Nah, but nah, 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 nah. If y'all put it together offensively and defensively for four quarters against the Chiefs, I would argue that you're the better team. You know what I mean? Like, like you haven't yet and so it's almost like one of those things like we but we should have went home twice already we're gonna have to put it together for four quarters offense and defense you know and i would i would say that you know with the players you have you know what i mean now coaching and you know quarterback you know we got we got two of the most important things in the edge over you guys but it's just like oh like if they put it together they're gonna be very difficult to beat in the super bowl yeah yeah um we'll see what happens man y'all let's know what y'all think man who y'all got in the super bowl Chiefs, Niners, for you Vegas people, and not just because the Super Bowl is in Vegas. I mean, you gambling folks. Let me know what y'all, who y'all got on the spread, money line. Listen, I would take the the Chiefs on the on the spread personally. If I wanted to drive over to Kansas and place a bet, I will not. But if I were so inclined, I would go put I put a hundred on it. Well, yeah, um, I feel that, that. No, I think it's less than that right now. I think it started out as two and a half, and it might Ooh. be down to like one and a half. Mm. Well, let's so, cash you know, at me. You know, I'll put the bet in for you. Just send me cash <laughs> nah, man. I think I think my my betting days are over, buddy. Like I just, it's not in me to do it no more. So you got a prediction? You got a prediction for the for the game? We're gonna, we're gonna say that. We're gonna say that. We're gonna come back next week. We'll talk about that. I want to talk about the NBA and does the NBA have a scoring problem? Yeah. Um, Did, you have you seen the breaking news since we've been on? Nah. What's that? What's up? Joel MB torn meniscus. Yep. And um, what was the other one? Steven Adams got traded to the Rockets. Really? Grizzlies trade Steven Adams to the Rockets for Oladipo and three second rounders. I didn't know you could even trade an injured player because he's he's out for the season. That's what I'm looking at. Nah, you nah, you on point. You on point. That that act that's a that's a real thing. Yeah, well, so I, I mean, mean the meniscus, I'm not familiar, but I assume sounds like it's probably an out for the season type thing, right? Nah, meniscus could be anywhere from I would say four to six, but okay, he okay, okay. he would not be eligible for yeah, all NBA, NBA and yeah. MVP, and so that's another discussion we have to have because I personally am not a fan of that rule. I think that rule is is a bad rule. It's not to me that should only apply toward games where you are low managing, not towards yeah. injuries that you can't control like this one. Yeah, because um, it's affecting people's money. Um, Halliburton, Tyrese Halliburton can only miss four more games. And if if he does, he's going to be out of all NBA consideration because of the rule. Yeah. 
So, yeah, yeah man, let us know what y'all think, man. We'll be back next week to, to, to kind of preview more of the Chiefs and the Niners, talk about who's got the upper hand and, and what regards to defense, special teams, positional, all that type of stuff. Give our predictions. Talk about what's going on in the NBA because we've ignored it all season because of football. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll see what's going on in the world of battle rap. I will say this as we close out. Listen, man, y'all complain about YouTube drops. I get it. Y'all normally are speaking of one league when you say that. But there are a lot of leagues. Shout out QB Black Diamond. You versus Bangs got announced. Um, you know, you got a co- I'm going to say coffee. She's about, She's got a couple of good battles back to back. But, um, oh, official capo out new orleans they starting the league they got some popping right so y'all about to get a lot of youtube drops man i hope y'all tune in i hope y'all support and i hope y'all watch so that's our time we don't support support top 50 lists without a ward on it so if you're watching this and your top 50 list doesn't have a ward on it i didn't i didn't was that was that a let's talk battle rap list or was that just Mm -hmm. a general generalized list nope that was a let's talk battle raps list Shout out to France, man. You're not MMG, man. You're not you're not his manager. I told you, you're not his manager. Because if you were, you would make sure he was on the top 50 list. What are we doing, France? What are we doing, bro? It's up for you. When we see you, it's up for you. It's it's lit. Facts. <laughs> I'm upset. I'm All sorry. right, man. Please remember, <laughs> you can check out every episode of It's a Black and White Thing by going to the podcast app of your choice. Searching for It's a Black and White Thing. That is It's a Black and White Thing. Or Brains and Bars, one word. Um, You can also find us on YouTube by searching Brains and Bars, all one word. Please rate, review, subscribe, share, comment, comment, comment. Hit notification bells, all that good stuff. You can also check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram by searching at Brains and Bars as well. Until next time, it's been a black and white thing man we'll holler at y'all next week also special i'll drop some information pretty soon but we might have a special interview happening next week as well just need to make sure to lock that in and until next time man we'll see y'all y'all be easy peace out